My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Before we begin, if you want to discuss anything raised in this episode, you can ring 13YARN. That's 139276. They can connect you with an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander crisis supporter 24-7. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Wednesday, the 8th of February. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. There's been a lot of talk in recent weeks about crime and alcohol use in Alice Springs. A crime crisis in the Northern Territory town. There is going to be tragedy in Alice Springs and I think there'll be vigilante responses. Police say the troubles have escalated in the past six months after a 15-year alcohol ban was lifted. The latest news is that the Northern Territory government has announced alcohol bans in Central Australia. We're creating a circuit breaker and implementing temporary dry zones until communities can develop and vote on the alcohol management plans, the community alcohol plans they want to see. In today's Deep Dive, we're going to look at what led to this decision and some of the context behind the move. But first, Sara, what is hitting the headlines this morning? The Reserve Bank of Australia, the RBA, has increased the cash rate again. So it's now moved from 3.1% to 3.35%. It is the ninth consecutive increase and the first of this year. RBA Governor Philip Lowe said inflation is, quote, expected to decline this year but remains very high. He said he expects further increases over the months ahead. Meanwhile, to the terrible scenes in Turkey and Syria, and the Australian government has pledged $10 million in aid to those two countries following the earthquakes earlier this week. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said, like all of the world, our thoughts and condolences are with the people in this region who are suffering at this time. Writer and human rights activist Baruz Bashani has called for a royal commission into Australia's treatment of asylum seekers. Bashani, who spent six years in Australian detention centres, said in Parliament yesterday that the people of Australia have the right to know what the government, both political parties, have done in offshore and onshore detention. And today's good news, more than half of new US electric generating capacity in 2023 will be solar, and that's according to the US Energy Information Administration. In 2023, the most new solar capacity will be in Texas and California. The Northern Territory government has announced it will impose alcohol bans in Central Australia. This isn't the first time restrictions have been rolled out in some NT communities, but after some restrictions expired in July last year, reports of rising crime have reignited the alcohol ban debate. As with any complex issue, I think that it's important to look at the history, Uh, and in this case, the history of how these alcohol bans have actually been rolled out in the past, because this isn't a new thing, is it? No, the use of alcohol restrictions in the NT goes back decades, and there were as many as 50 First Nations communities which had alcohol banned or restricted by 1986. But the wider restrictions were imposed by the federal government in 2007 under a policy called the Intervention. Um, A number of major measures to deal with what we can only describe as a national emergency in relation to the abuse of children in Indigenous communities in the Northern Territory. 600 Australian defence personnel were sent into the Territory to provide logistical support. There was also a whole raft of reforms introduced on top of the prohibition of alcohol in some areas. 
This was then Prime Minister John Howard, who announced the intervention measures. We'll ban the sale, the possession, the transportation, the consumption and broader monitoring of takeaway sales across the Northern Territory. Outside of the NT, there were protests in response to these measures, and the policies drew widespread criticism, including from the Australian Human Rights Commission. So you're talking there of what sounds like an opposition to this intervention policy. What ended up happening to it? When Kevin Rudd and the Labor Party won government later that year in 2007, there were some minor changes to the way the intervention was legislated, but we didn't see a a halt to the entire program. Then in 2012, the legal basis for the intervention was due to expire. We then had the Gillard government in power and her government introduced the Stronger Futures in the Northern Territory Act and this continued alcohol restrictions in the NT. Those laws expired in July of last year and communities had two paths. Either they reverted to restrictions that were in place before the intervention or if there were no restrictions already in place, they went to an opt-in system. Okay, and so then what happened from there? So according to the NT government, 88 of the 96 officially recognised First Nations communities returned to or opted into bans. Okay, so that is a large majority. Yeah, but fast forward to now and there's been a focus, especially in recent weeks, on communities and town camps around Alice Springs which have not had bans put in place. And there's been reports of people even moving to these communities and camps to access alcohol. And what we've seen is a significant spike in crime in Alice Springs, and this includes assault, domestic violence and property damage. The Northern Territory police statistics show a sharp rise in several offences last year, and the stats they have is up to November of 2022. Alcohol-related assault in Alice Springs increased 55%, and domestic violence increased 54%. We saw increases in break-ins, vehicle theft and property damage. Sexual assault was the only crime category to have fallen in this period, and that fell by 10%. So all of this led some to suggest that the overall rise in crime was a result of the alcohol bans having ended. Okay, so then how did this story re-enter the federal political space, the stuff that we've been hearing in recent weeks? Well, the first move was taken by opposition leader Peter Dutton towards the end of last month. He called for renewed federal intervention in the NT. There is going to be tragedy in Alice Springs. And I think there'll be vigilante responses because people just, the the police are throwing their hands up in the air. They're overwhelmed with the amount of work. It's completely unacceptable. He also called on the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, to visit Alice Springs. And the Prime Minister should have been there by now, but he should go tomorrow. And I would be very happy to travel with him. And the PM agreed to go. The Prime Minister has jetted into Alice Springs after days of mounting pressure over a crime crisis in the Northern Territory town. The PM and the Chief Minister for the NT met with various stakeholders on that trip in Alice Springs and immediate alcohol restrictions were implemented for a three-month period. Darrell Anderson was also appointed to investigate alcohol laws and her background is in reform relating to domestic, family and sexual violence in the community. She's since published a report, and that report recommended that the NT government introduce further measures, and that's what we've seen happen now. Now, the PM and Chief Minister of the NT, Natasha Files, have announced that they will bring forward legislation next week to strengthen alcohol restrictions so that town camps and communities will revert to dry zones. There is also an opportunity for communities wishing to return to alcohol availability to opt out of these measures. But to do that, they'll need to develop a community alcohol management plan and for 60% of the adult population to vote in support of it. Have a listen to Files speaking to the media this week. We've heard loudly and clearly 
that the matter and decision of alcohol on communities needs to be one that is made by the entire community. So Central Australia is the heart of Australia. It is important and it is important for all of us as Territorians to tackle these issues once and for all. We'll be back right after this. I was reading through some of the comments on a piece we uploaded about this story and there were a couple that all were around the same theme of this feeling like a Band-Aid response to what is a deeper and more structural issue in the region. Can you talk to that at all? Well, Darrell Anderson, the author of the report, PM Albanese and NT Chief Minister Natasha Files all emphasised that exact point, that alcohol abuse is a symptom of a broader problem. If we delve into the report a little bit further, Anderson acknowledged figures on domestic violence and alcohol-related harm were alarming, but that they aren't new and are closely related to the disproportionate disadvantage that First Nations people face at every level in society. She said that the failure to seriously address these underlying drivers of alcohol misuse and youth crime is going to mean these harms will continue to return year after year. So then is there a policy to address this? Well, the government's announced a $250 million plan called A Better, Safer Future for Central Australia. And this money will fund youth engagement, job creation, better services, and to address issues caused by fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, among other things. So I guess it really remains to be seen if these policies will really get to the heart of what's happening in these communities and keep people safe in the meantime. If this episode brought up anything for you that you want to talk about, you can call 13YARN. That's 139276. They can connect you with an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander crisis supporter 24-7. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learnt something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. We'll be back again tomorrow morning, but until then, have a brilliant day. 